world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time. Last time. We made another gym. Yep, we had our friend Carmelon and we created Captain Peg, a non-binary pirate captain. Of the fighting type ship gym. And their signature Pokémon. Pupspur, Malatops, and Gladent. Malatops being Captain Peg's signature. Today, Alex, I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little bit tired of battling. Yeah, that's fair. Do you feel like we could do with some sort of, I don't know, alternative? Yes, please. Yeah, we're going to develop a battle alternative. For that, we're going to go to Trainer's Choice. Yeah. Pokemon battles are my least favorite part about Pokemon. Uh -huh. What do you like about Pokemon, Alex? They're cute. <laughs> I like exploring. I like catching Pokemon. <laughs> I like finding new Pokemon. But battles feel really repetitive to me. Well, how do you feel when games give you an alternative to battling? I love them. Perhaps I should run through what exactly we mean by battle yeah. alternative. Because it's not the most flavorful term. Because it's not really a single thing we're talking about here. Yeah, what, what are we talking about? Give me some examples. So the first time Pokemon games really gave us a battle alternative in the main games was in Generation 3 when we got Pokemon contests and the door was blown wide open. Love contests. Contests were a breath of fresh air at the time. I particularly loved that there were different contest halls across the region. Future games generally have their alternatives just be one location and you just go there and that's where you do that thing. Yeah. Pokemon contests were about the Pokemon's appearance and there were categories beauty, cool, smart, tough, cute and you would choose moves that satisfy those criteria and as a performance rather than battling and you compete against a few other people who are equally performing for the sake of a judge. It's a yeah. lot like dog shows. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, look at this particular Eevee. So pretty, so fluffy. Oh, it's got such a good move set. It's just dog shows for Pokemon and I love it. <laughs> Generation 4 up to the ante and gave us Pokemon Super Contests. Yeah. It was essentially the same thing but just built on and amplified. The first round you get to dress your Pokemon up with costume items first. I love. The second round is a new bonus round which is a dancing round where you have to do like a little tapping mini game to make your Pokemon dance. I also love! And then the actual move performance round was built on because now instead of one judge you have to choose between three judges and you have to strategically decide which judge to appeal to. Hargold and Silver gave us the Pokeathlon which is a completely different concept for something to do with Pokemon and this was more based on mini games. I loved those a lot. Generation 5 initially gave us Pokemon musicals which was just the weakest part of Pokemon contests but then gave was Pokestar Studios, which was a really cool concept. I know a lot of people weren't huge on it, but it's still a really cool concept where you are performing in a movie with Pokemon and you're trying to fulfill a script. You have to select the right dialogue, the right moves, and all the right little bits. And it was just, again, a really fresh novel idea for these games. Really and that's more or less all we've had is the weird thing though. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire brought back contests as Pokemon Contest Spectacular and slightly amped those up. But Generation 7 and 8 really haven't had anything like this. Mm. It's been all about the battles and the game's been a lot more streamlined in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I miss the battle alternatives. I do enjoy battling. I like going through the challenges and getting the Pokemon League, but I like having these other things to do as well. Yeah, I do find when there is this other thing that you can do as well, it makes the battling a little bit less tedious. Yeah. For me, it feels less repetitive because I'm breaking it up with doing yeah, other kinds of things. Yeah, you take a break, you can go and do other stuff and just have fun with the game. Because otherwise, a Pokemon game is just battles over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
So we want something like this in our region. Yeah. One of the first thoughts we had was, we're doing this in the west coast of America, including California. Yeah. We could bring back Pokestar Studios. Do you know what Pokestar Studios was called in Japan? What? Pokewood. <laughs> of course it was. The Japanese games were not shy about the fact that this is Hollywood in New York. We could develop our own system, but then also just in one town, there's also some variation of Pokestar Studios. It's just kind of a one-off rather than something that is throughout the whole You suggested region. we could have multiple battle alternatives? Yes. Well, since we don't actually have to code the game, why the heck not? Exactly. If we did have to code the game, oh my gosh, that would be so much. But we don't have to do that. <laughs> so we can just say that there is a Pokestar Studios. But we want to make our own fun game ideas. Yeah. I know you have some ideas for this. Well, my main thought right now is a lot of battle alternatives are very much about performance and mm. like putting on a show. Contests in particular and the musicals. I mean, movies, it's just another kind of show. Even the Olympic stuff, you're putting on a performance for people to watch. Sure. We've got something in place in our region that is all about putting on a show. The greatest show in Alsea. Oh, yeah. The Astrolite Circus is right with opportunities to weave in a contest-style performance thing. Yeah. We talked about the idea of there being an Astrolite gym, or Team Astro owning a gym. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, but I think I'd rather them be ultimately behind this battle alternative. And again, we'd still have at least one group of them who are very much like, yeah, we're here for the performance. We're not down for all this evil business nonsense. We want to make a fun show working with our Pokemon. Yeah. Before we get too much into talking about what this actually would look like. Okay. I like them being in charge of this, but this does bring up some questions in regards to the world building and story stuff that we have already set in place. Go on. So, Team Astrolite's main goal mm -hmm. was to overtake the gym system. They right. were a part of the gym system mm -hmm. and they were trying to infiltrate it and overtake the rest of the gym so mm -hmm. that they controlled all of them. Yeah. So, instead, are they trying to outdo it rather than overtake it? Be better than the gyms? It could still be that they just, they want to take over the gyms. They want to run gyms themselves and they want sure. to buy this gym and make it an Astrolite gym and then make all the gyms Astrolite gyms. Make it the Astrolite Pokemon League. It could just be they want a variety of forms of entertainment. That could work too, yeah. 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 I don't know what you have in mind for mechanics of this. It does mean that you have to make sure that it fits in line with their aesthetic. I mean, my main thought about this is that the battle alternative is essentially circus skills. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Various yeah. circus skills. Acrobatics, tightrope walking and trapeze, clowning, <laughs> magic, yeah. a magician. Yeah, yeah. Like, what other circus skills do you think of? What else is circus-y? Fire juggling or fire breathing. <laughs> fire things. Juggling in general. Fire eating. Yeah. And I think with a lot of those types of things as well, many of them generally lend themselves to, say, certain types of Pokemon. Yeah. I think certain types will have certain advantages in different areas. Which is where this is something I have written down. Mm -hmm. Can we make the elemental shards be a part of this? Probably. You're going into a contest. Maybe you don't have a fire type on your team, but you have the fire type shard. Yep. So you can give one one of your competing Pokemon mm -hmm. a fire type, and then they have an advantage. I do like one thing that hasn't been a big part of a lot of these battle alternatives, really only with the Pokeathlon. I like the idea that you're doing it with multiple Pokemon. Mm. Probably a team of like three. Sure. Which again, the Pokeathlon, you chose three Pokemon to go in with. And then say you give one of them an element 
elemental shard. Yeah. But the other two can't use it. As a, you have to do three different acts and you choose which Pokemon's going to do which act and mm. you pick a different specialist for each part. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm picturing these kind of like sideshow acts. Mm-hmm. The circus is in town and there's, you know, the sort of pop-up tent outside of it where you can compete yourself and yeah. you can put on a little talent show to show off your skills, your yeah. interesting things as a Pokemon trainer mm-hmm. or what your Pokemon do. That's kind of how I'm seeing them yeah. in world. So I'm imagining there are various tents across Olsea where they show mm-hmm. up, various different services, and each one has like a main performer that's a different specialist. So one sure. of them has a magician that's their main performer. One of them has a really impressive tightrope walker or etc, etc. Yeah, yeah. And so the skills games you would do at their tent lean towards their specialism, yeah. but you still do other things as well, not just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's the main focus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. Is this something that is like move based, type based? I know you mentioned types having an advantage. Is this something that requires aesthetics or involves aesthetics? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> do you get to like dress them up before they perform? I maybe? think there's probably some kind of dress up aspect. Probably. Especially for like the clown part. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's probably kind of similar to what Gen 4 had where you like, collect little items where some of them were like literally bits of fluff or feathers or whatever. Yeah. And you just make your Pokemon look different. Yeah, yeah. Look suitable for those. Some like clown noses and big bow ties. Yeah. And whatnot. And then there's like some kind of actual mini game for it during it. Almost like a Mario Party mini game or, okay. or something like the Pokeathlon's mini games where you have to like, so you're doing the tightrope, you have to help them balance by like tilting yeah, your yeah, little stick yeah. around a bit. Or, you okay. know, yeah. something like fire breathing might be a button mashing sort of sure. game. Yeah. Just press the button as hard and fast as you can. So just like a variety of different kinds of mini games. Yeah. And then based on what the game is, different types of Pokemon make it easier? Yeah. So like a psychic type Pokemon or maybe a dark type trickster Pokemon mm. would have an advantage as a magician. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to come up with all of these right now. It feels right to have an act for each type. As in having 18 distinct acts. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm thinking that any given act just has multiple types that... Oh, that works too. Uh, excel in that one. Yeah, absolutely. Like that works too. As a magician, psychic type, obviously. Dark type are tricksters. Fairy types, they're like pranksters. Yeah. There were 18 types that divides perfectly. I think we'd have six different skills. Yeah. Three types that specialize in each one. That'll work. Yeah, absolutely. Let's nail down what the six skills would be. Okay. Then. Magician, magic. Yes. A clown. Tightrope and trapeze. Juggling? Yeah, that can be a separate one. Fire, eating. The thing about lion taming is it's a classic iconic circus thing. Yeah. But if we're having the Pokemon be the performers, that gets weird. It's weird. weird. It's weird. Like, I don't think that that's going to work. No. Unless. Unless. I mean, you could tame a Pokemon by capturing it. There could be something like one time you go in and there's a performance that involves a lion taming act where you end up getting to catch a Pokemon. There's a one-off strongman. Oh, that could work. Strongman could work. You get your fighting types. Yeah. It's a little bit bland, but we could build on it. Strongman performance. Yeah. So that would be like lifting things and you can make that work in a few different ways, I think. So matching types to our performance skills for magician, dark, psychic, and fairy can have an advantage. For clown type antics, you can have normal ice ground. I don't like ice has to be there, but it has to be because of Mr. Mime and Mr. Rhyme. Yeah. Uh, acrobatics. 
Acrobatics can be more for flying, bug, and ghost Pokemon. Juggling, you can do grass, poison, and rock. All sorts of dangerous things. Yeah. Not just throw some balls up in the air. Although maybe that's what the rock types do. I'm thinking juggling includes throwing darts, which feels poison to me. Yeah. Like poison darts. Swords and knives. and That kind of thing. And swords and knives might have made you think steel type, but for strong man, we've got steel as well as fighting and dragon. Which leaves fire performance. It could be fire eating, fire breathing. So obviously fire, but also electric. And yeah. then water because it's resistant to that kind of thing. Yeah. And it can put it out in an emergency. Yeah. Later on, we'll come up with a character for each of those. Okay. Most of whom will be admins for Team Astro. Yes. That you'll also meet elsewhere in battle. Yeah, and we had talked about the admins having different type specialties depending on what their skills were. Yeah, and then one of them, whichever one in particular ends up being like the nicest one in the mm. post game becomes the new ringleader yeah. and running the whole show. So what are we calling these? I was calling them talent shows in my head. Sideshow yeah. events. Like in-game, like... they would always have Astrolite at the beginning, I think. You've got to have that branding in there. Astrolite... Astrolite Circus Sideshow. Yeah, but Sideshow works because it's not the main event because you're not the main performer. Yeah. Yeah, Astrolite Sideshows. I have a question Go in on. regards to this being the evil team. Is it possible that they've set these up to look for other people's Pokemon that are particularly talented so mm -hmm. that they can perhaps buy them, steal them, yeah. recruit them to the circus? And also recruit new grunts and team members from yeah. people who are particularly good at it. Yeah. You have that classic moment from the original games, Red and Blue, where you go up Nugget Bridge and at the end you get given the nugget and the Team Rocket Grunt's like, by the way, have you considered joining Team Rocket and it was just a front to recruit trainers. Yeah. This could be something along those lines again. Yeah, and that fits into the world building really yeah. well, I think. Oh, we could have a trainer that we meet beforehand and we later meet them again after they become a grunt. And they've joined the yeah. they've joined the circus. Yeah. <laughs> so just to sum up this a little bit, we've got six tents across the region, including one that will be their main one, their base, and that'll mm -hmm. be where we have the nicest one in particular will be based. Yes. And most of them will also operate as Team Astro admins and you'll battle here and there. You'll meet mm -hmm. outside of the circus as well, up to nefarious things. Mini games, more akin to the Pokeathlon than anything else. But yeah. also you get some of that fun dress up stuff. You've got in there the dress too. up stuff at the beginning in particular. Maybe you finish it off with a combination of moves or something. So you've got yeah. a, a little bit of move stuff as part of it. And with type advantages, which you can manipulate thanks to the elemental shards. Yeah. So now I think it's time for who? Who's that Pokemon? Every episode so far, I've gone in and been like, I know more or less what kind of Pokemon we're going for. Whether it was a Pikachu, an early bird, an early bug, a starter Pokemon, a gym leader's Pokemon, a legendary Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I've got nothing right now. Oh. We could do, and I mean, I've got, I've got plenty of ideas still, but there's not, I've not got something that I'm going to say, let's do this concept. We could do something that fits the Astrolite Circus, the general vibe, a Pokemon that a lot of grunts might use, or anything else for that matter. I want to do a Circus Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> I had a fun idea that you might like. Okay. I was thinking about the Australia Circus and yeah. as a group, what type would be associated yeah. with them by and large? Evil teams generally have maybe a few types associated sure. with them. And most of them will use dark types as well. Yeah. Even if they have another type. Poison's but common. I poison think. was very common. Like Team Rocket in particular yeah. used a lot of poison. Team Aqua and Magma obviously had relevant types. The Circus <laughs> should have flying type uh -huh. be their signature type. When we were thinking about 
about having Team Astro have their own gym, like my main thought was flying type would be their type. Yeah. You, were you similar? Yes. The acrobatics and the trapeze really just stood out to me. Yeah. I guess. That, that feels quintessentially circus. Yeah. And is very fun. Like you get that a lot. Like ah, oh, the amazing flying whatever. Yeah. So like, it sounded particularly interesting for like making a signature Pokemon to match Team Astro. Yeah. Was specifically a flying type Pokemon that wasn't something that would traditionally fly. Uh huh. Not a bird or a bug or a bat or a dragon. Yes, specifically none of those things. And so like I was doing some brainstorming and I have a couple fun ideas that I think could be really fun potential sort of iconic Pokemon for the Astrolite Circus. Cool. We could do a flying rock combo. Okay. You know, like a cannonball. That also combines a few different circus things in one. Yes. And we haven't made any rock types We haven't made yet. any rock types yet. It's um, the only type we're left to touch. Which isn't super important. We'll no, get there we'll eventually. De- of course. I've got lots of ideas for it for when it's appropriate. But it could be fun. Yeah? Do you have thoughts about how you'd make sure it stands out from, say, Minior, which is a rock flying ball? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll come yeah, to that. Yeah. A flying <laughs> elephant came to mind. Sure. Mothman came to mind for some reason. But okay. that, that has wings and I think probably not that direction. Yeah, I think that I think a moth I've got some thoughts about Mothman. Yeah. Probably not Mothman. Obviously like a flying fish or some kind of flying plant could be fun. Like things that don't traditionally fly. And then I was thinking about circus animals. Flying mm. monkey seems really like there. Yeah. Or like a flying tiger or a flying bear perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about the circus aesthetic and what that means. Lots of stripes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe like dramatic masks. Uh. A flying raccoon. Because <laughs> we wanted a raccoon. Sure. <laughs> what if this was our raccoon? With any of your ideas, have you been thinking about an evolution line or. Not as much. Look? No, that's fine. I came up with these yeah. 10 minutes before we recorded. That's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine either way. We don't have that many Pokemon yet that don't evolve at all anyway. I don't think I would mind just having a standalone. Mm. But then to make it just the basic is like. But sure, yeah, maybe one evolution is good. Unless maybe. it's the flying rock, in which case I could totally see it just being like yeah, like, a rock. <laughs> I think it's not a problem at all, but maybe like, the first few grunts you would f- that fight don't have it yet. Yeah. Maybe it shows up a little bit later in the game yeah. and the early grunts the early grunts just have place them and Yes, yes. I could absolutely see that being the case. J V. My favourite idea that you've brought up is the cannonball. Yeah. Rock type or potentially steel type. Mm. Rock or steel flying ball thing. Yeah. That maybe also has some kind of animal stuff going on. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure on that. Maybe an animal that rolls into a ball. Yeah. I mean they've done pangolins. Like yep. this is just this is just Sandshrew again. I like the armadillo look. Yeah. Is there a Pokemon that's like specifically an armadillo? Again, not really. Not specifically. No. So like Sandshrew is, I think, more a pangolin than an armadillo. Armadillos have those like little ears that stick straight Sand up. Slash in particular is definitely a lot more pangolin. Pangolin. It's got like the scales yeah, of like the, the things. That shows more spikes. Whereas an armadillo, when an armadillo rolls up, it is just like a little little cannonball. Stripes. 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 We're looking at a picture of an armadillo and when it's all curled well, up, it's just like a ball that's striped. Although there's two different, what is that, a banded armadillo? That's a thing, that's right? That's probably, yeah. Also, I love the way that they walk on their little tippy toes. Also, like unrelated, probably doesn't like. Kind of looks like a Pokeball. It's the perfect like Pokeball mimic Pokemon. Oh, it is. After Vol- Oh, we wouldn't want that for Team Astro's signature Pokemon, though, would we? No. But also, should we just do that now and come up with <laughs> other things for Team Astro to use later? Should it be a Pokeball? It's a different thing. It's a different... Yeah. It wouldn't be Flying Rock. 
I'm picturing it as graveler crossed with sand shrew, but it's an armadillo and it's got little ears and it's stripy. I'm thinking we just do this, an armadillo, forget the pokeball thing, that curls up to a perfect ball and when it's in a ball, it can propel itself into the air. Yes! It gets a little bit Sonic the Hedgehog in the way, it'll probably like do a spinning start. Ah, uh, yes. Or it just bounces to start. Yeah. Oh, there's a move like that. Yeah. That's again partly why the flying type fits for this aesthetic, because there are flying type moves that are not, a lot of the time flying type is just bird type. Sometimes yeah. it's wind type and sometimes it's just other things in the air type. Yeah. Bounce and acrobatic both flying type moves. Yes, it gets both of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm liking this. Yeah. Single stage, rocky armadillo, and yeah. like we really get to play around with the stripes and the patterning on it. Yeah. I think when mm. it unrolls, maybe it's got some like feathers that were kind of like hidden and it doesn't mm. use them to fly. They're just aesthetic. Instead of fur, it's just got like little, little tufts flying armadillo. This is armadillo. a sturdy, rock hard armadillo that flies in a cannonball. Yeah. And can also probably walk on a tightrope when it's not in a cannonball. Have you seen armadillos walk? No. <laughs> Anything else we need to say about this like design wise? I don't think so. I think it kind of nailed that design. Yeah, like it turns into a ball. Yeah. It's got stripes. It's an armadillo. I think maybe it'll have some feathery tufts sticking out when it's unrolled. Okay. It's, yeah. So let's talk names. Okay. Armadillo. Great word to work with. It really is. No Pokemon's got armadillo as part of its name, really. Armorballo. Yeah, ball. Banded. Because it's a banded armadillo. Ooh. Lots of things to work with. So like stripes. Armorballo is not the best name in the world, but it's no. right there. Yeah. If that's right there, and that's already decent, <laughs> there's going to be something incredible yeah, to find. Yeah, we, we just gotta dig around a little bit. Yep, we're gonna go into those name mines. Armadelloman, armor digivolve to... Also, cannon. Cannonball. Cannon. Cannadillo. 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 That sounds like some sort of weird Tex-Mex food. Cannadillo sounds like you've hit an armadillo on the road and it's roadkill, and so you're just cooking it up with spices and sauce. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> There's also, of course, like classic, like, change armor to armor. Mm, granite. Granonball. Granonball. <laughs> the first human cannibal launched in 1877 at the Royal Aquarium in London was a 14-year-old girl called Zazzle, whose real name was Rosa Matilda Richter. Good for her. What part do you like more? I feel like I like Dillo more. I like Dillo too. Where does Dillo come from? Well, armadillo just seems to mean little armored ones in Spanish. <laughs> Blastadillo. Cannondillo. Aerial Dillo. Aerodillo. 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 Like armadillo aerodillo. Yeah, because it flies. Yeah. A little close to another rock flying type aerodactyl. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Rocket Dillo. It's like a rocket, like a cannon, but just Ooh, also rock. Yeah. No, I mean, that that works. Rockadillo? Rockadillo with an E, but cut off the T? Yeah. Rockadillo. 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 Rockadoodle. Everyone's favorite Don Bluth movie. Is that too deep a cut? <laughs> yep, I think I've heard of Don Bluth. <laughs> I think we can do Rockadillo. I like Rockadillo. Rockadillo! The flying armadillo rock. Even though it's more about the flying, but it's also a rock. Is it rock flying or flying rock? Rock flying, I think. Yeah. It itself is more about being a rock type, even though in the circus it's more there for its flying type. Yeah. It's in the circus because, well, it's a rock, but it can fly. That's so incredible. And finally, we just want a couple of abilities for this thing. I'm thinking it might even warrant its own unique ability. Oh, sure. Something about it curling up in a ball. Oh. Okay, that's like a protect thing, like self-shield. It would have a high defense stat. So like a thick skin, maybe? Shell armor. Closer. Maybe. Battle armor. Protects them against critical hits. 
So that could work. Bulletproof. And think its ability, when it's going to be hit by a certain kind of move, it can curl up in a ball and protect itself from that in some way, like instinctively. Because mm. they're kind of nervous creatures, right? Yeah, a little bit. An ability called Nervous Wreck. Because <laughs> it's like a wrecking ball. Rock Wrecker is a move for it as well. Oh. Battle Armor, I think, has got to be one. It's an old school ability. It's from sure. Generation 3, but it, it just it fits. Battle Armor and Bulletproof are probably like the most logical. Yeah, you don't want to give it a new one. I kind of do, but also I don't want to sit here for hours. I'm thinking for now, we give this Bulletproof as its main ability, mm -hmm. Battle Armor as its hidden ability, sure, and leave ourselves open to giving it another ability in that second main slot in sure. the future. Sure, if we sure. come up with something that fits. Rather than just sit here, Rockadillomon! <laughs> Rockadigivon! <laughs> Rockadillo! Rockadillo is definitely like the name of a radio show yeah. in this world. Welcome to Rockadillo, where we Rockadillo rock around the clock! Rockadillo, where the rock never stops. <laughs> Today we've talked about our battle alternative, the Astrolike Circus Sideshow. Yeah, in which you would be able to compete yourself in sideshow circus-like events such yeah. as magic, clowning, juggling, etc. With type bonuses and mini games and all that jazz. And we've also created Rockadillo, a flying rock armadillo. Cannonball. And of course it'll be used a lot by Team Astro because they're going to specialize in flying types. Yeah. And there'll be other flying types that really fit their aesthetic along the line I think. Maybe some of our uh, regional variants will fit in that role later down the Ooh. line. But in the meantime thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Steampunks. Them's the Facts. And our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. And you can find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu. P-T-C-H-E-W. If you have any art you'd like to share with us or any concepts you'd like to see us discuss on the show, anything at all, we'd love to see it. But until next time, gotta, gotta make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. All right, class, settle down. Welcome to Boring Old White Dudes in History 101. In this class, we will learn all about the true heroes of science, the men who lifted us from ignorance into glorious knowledge and... <laughs> Not on our watch! Gadzooks! Hooray! It's steampunks! Curses! Not the steampunks! That's right, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we, along with our steam-powered flying horse here, are here to teach you all about the amazing people that some history teachers love to forget. Don't listen to them, class! They'll tell you all about women with amazing contributions to science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Dang right we will. People like Mary Anning, Frida Kahlo, and Euphemia Haynes. And all you gotta do is tune in every other Wednesday. And keep, keep flying, you beautiful, beautiful majestic, steam-powered horses. Steampunks will return in August of 2021. Find us at pocketpodcastnetwork.com or wherever podcasts are found.